Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Noble Order of Savages. I am your host, Marcus, followed with my awesome co-hosts, Derek and Jason. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Yeah, not too bad so far. Oh, that's what's up. Uh, anything fun happen this week? Mm. Not really, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. No Yeti sightings? Nothing? Well, we haven't gotten to Oklahoma yet. And I haven't been out in the woods for a while, so. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I was just uh, I was just out in the woods Saturday. Went for a hike. Oh, went look at you. Hike, went for a hike with a friend, and we had a great time. Took some pictures. I was pretty much drained that day. I was drained when we got done. I was like, all right, I'm done for the day. I just came <laughs> home and crashed. Uh, that lets you know I'm getting old. <clears throat> I could just see you out in the woods taking pictures, like setting up a nice little blanket, having some flowers in your hair, laying there all fancy, just all like, look a tree. I would not mind doing that. It's a butterfly. Oh, look, it's Marcus, the woodland pixie. <laughs> He's a woodland fairy. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, all honesty, I think this was. The weekend of, of of weekend warrior for me because I think I think almost every day since starting Friday I've had more than three drinks. That's it. That's <laughs> oh no 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 three three was starting off and then after that it just became a blur. That's it. <laughs> Derek's face of you silly beardless man. You know what? The, 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 I'm trying. I am trying, okay? I cannot. I need to Try go to drink more than three beers at a time? Well, you drink pitchers. There's a difference. No, you didn't specify that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd be we'd be more impressed with your alcoholism if it was, ah, I sat down and drank three pitchers of beer at one sitting. You know what? Right. I will have a touch aside, I used to do that when I jacks. Oh, dude, I, 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 we went, there was this one bar in Columbus I'd go to and like the lady would bring me a pitcher of beer and I would just drink from the pitcher of beer and it looked like a normal mug in my hands. Me and Marcus used to go to a place in uh, Beaver Creek called One-Eyed Jacks. They used to do karaoke on Monday nights after work. Yep. And uh, I would go up there and they had 650 pitchers. So I just Ooh. get a pitcher of PBR or Bud Light, whatever I felt like at the time and just drink that the whole night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, funny I, enough, funny enough, I would I would always get I would always go with a pint glass at first. And it was actually towards the end. That's when I started grabbing pictures like them. <laughs> I they started asking me if I wanted a straw, and I said that no, that's a cup right there. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I could see handle, doesn't it? I could see Marcus drinking a pitcher of beer, but like you know, like when you watch little kids drink from cups and they have to use both hands, like that's <laughs> that's my image of Marcus. Just to create both sides of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got my yum yum juice. Mm, no, no, no. Hey, I'm getting my strength up. I'm do you need a crazy strong with that? It was nutritious. <laughs> do Do you need a sippy cup? You know what? If they made a sippy cup for beer, I probably would have one. Now, can they fasten a, just a giant nipple to a a, a jug of beer? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, we should invent that. <laughs> I'm gonna look and see if that has a patent. Yep. I'm pretty sure that'd be worth. A, that's a million dollar idea right there. Hey, go on Shark Tank. You wanna invent a rubber nipple for beer pitchers for people to drink out of? Think of it at frat yes. parties, though. No one's gonna poison your beer. 
That's true. <laughs> and on top of that, you got to work for the quantity of beer. That's true. Yeah. You just have a bunch of like wreck guys laying around the floor. Before anyone what? gets a smart idea, I'm going to trademark that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of it will be the Derek Nipple. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be shaped right after mine. Anyway, uh, so let's uh, jump right into this. Let's jump right into this, my friend. Uh, let's let's go around for some uh, some funny uh, news headlines. Funny? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, I think yours is kind of dark. <laughs> funny headline. Wacky headline. Man propped up slain wife on couch, then had kids open Christmas gifts in front of body. <laughs> Honestly, as horrifying as that sounds, I can oh. understand that he did not want to ruin Christmas for them kids. <laughs> uh, I I think he ruined the kids' lives. <laughs> well, I think he knew he was going to do that in like the future here. Like, yeah, uh, hey, hey, they got a couple of hours before they find out. The cops are going to arrest me. At that point, we're going to have to go live with their grandparents and say, oh, Just she went over to her family's moment. house. Oh, hey, hey, little saying. Timmy, why do you hate Christmas so much? Well, my uh, dad killed my mom and then propped her body up on the couch and had us open presents in front of him. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so this apparently happened in 2011. Um, so William, William Wallace of Anaheim, California was charged in the 2011 killing of his wife, Zazel Preston, 26. Um, so they had three kids, an eight-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-week-old newborn. Ha-ha! <laughs> honk, honk, wacky news! And, um... <laughs> um, yeah, like, he, he told the kids... Mommy got drunk and ruined Christmas. Like okay. that's I think that's even worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh god. So there was a history of domestic violence. He, he's he threatened to kill her. Um, so basically he's coming out and saying that he's being accused of something that's not his fault and that she got drunk, fell, and hit her head. So he instead of like calling for paramedics. He propped her up on the couch and had Christmas with the kids. As one does. Mm. I bet. That is dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, ah, wacky, funny headlines. <laughs> there there we go. Um, well, uh, I actually have a, a more, a, a lighter one to follow that, if you will. Oh, please oh. say it's a bus full of orphans driving off a cliff. You know, I'm looking at that as a mercy. That's a mercy death right there. I mean, you know, just railed off instead of being propped up on a couch. You know, uh, no, it's, it's about you know them, you love them. The Sierra Nevada Brewing Company has recently said that it's a Guinness World Record for the farthest distance of a beer keg being thrown by Trebuchet. That is awesome. The keg distance, it launched about 438 feet, and the only stipulations for the uh, projectile was it had to weigh at least 44 pounds. And they, they even said that the, the kegs are not full of beer, so they're not exploding when they land hit, hit the ground or anything like that. Okay, well, that's kind of a better? disappointment. That's kind of, yeah, I was going to say, that's a disappointment yeah. at that point. But still, a trebuchet big enough to launch a beer keg, like a full-size beer keg, 438 feet. What? That's that's awesome. That's, I want to watch that. 
I do too. Like that's how big did the trebuchet have to be? I we built a trebuchet one time at my job, and that was kind of fun. Like we spent a summer building it. Why does that not surprise me? Um, but uh, that's awesome. Like, man, I'm glad we have science for this for this reason. Yes, I just imagine Jesse from Breaking Bad. Fuck yeah, science. <laughs> Well, we need more scientists in the world. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. Answer burning questions like, how far can you throw a keg? <laughs> the world wants to know. Honestly, I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna look this up on YouTube later to see if they did uh, post the video. And if they, oh, did, I'll post I it to the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll post I, it to the group. Yes, I'm gonna post it to the group, but I'm also gonna put it on my page because I'm like, dude, that's. I, I want to remember this. It's moment. pretty impressive. Honestly, if we're, if we're talking is... about like scientific awesome moments but this was sort of like a little bit of a letdown uh derek you remember this the uh giant mech uh combat between japan and uh, america yes yes when that took place that was actually a bit of a disappointment i never came of it yeah i was gonna say uh, the last the time the battle took place i believe it was uh in las vegas i think it was las vegas don't quote me on that one but uh they did long range, and then they did one round of long range, and then another round of short range, uh, close co- uh, close quarters. And surprisingly, Japan lost. Hmm. Well, if they're measuring it against firepower, of course they lost. But bro, honestly, the land of, of high school girl panties and giant mechs, and somehow miraculous, miraculously they lost. Think about that. You, you you know Japan has more than high school girl panties. That's all Marcus is focused on. Honestly, it's 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 a weird place. It's a weird place. Okay. Uh, I mean I definitely like the visit. I want to visit too, but Mothra costume in hand. There'd be it's just gonna be a separate suitcase with that in it. That's it. Uh we're gonna start an international incident. Of course. We haven't already. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and last but not least, and I was reading this, I got a very awesome giggle out of this one. <laughs> one of my favorite comedians, Bill Burr, is back in the headlines for a uh, simple mistake at the uh, 2012 Grammys where he was uh, presenting, he was presenting. And he basically comes on stage after, I guess like it was a piano introduction or whatever. And he makes a joke about killing himself during the piano solo. (laughs) And he does his presentation, all the uh, categories. And he mispronunciated the winner's name because it was a Latin American uh, artist. And this is why I love Bill Burr because he literally caught it before anybody else could say anything. He just said, I know for a fact all the feminists in the world are going to basically lose their fucking heads for me mispronunciating her name. And sure enough... Uh, sorry, mis- mispronunciating? Huh? Mispronunciating? Yeah. Mispronounce? Yeah, mispronunciating. I hope he doesn't ax us a question. Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> I don't need any more medical bills. <laughs> but Twitter, but Twitter is literally. I, I was. I've actually seen some of the uh, 
some of the headlines and whatnot, and they're like, oh, he's a disgrace. He's an embarrassment. We need to cancel him. And, he and, doesn't give a shit. Dude, it was, it was, I'm like, dude, he's, he's a fucking comedian. Come on. Uh, he makes a living saying unspeakable things every day. But the best part about him is he doesn't shy away from the cancel culture. He basically steers towards it because he already knows that it's publicity. <laughs> so <sighs> pretty sure he's going to be having a field day for the next few weeks, maybe months with this. Oh, man. I'm just saying. Of course, for me, I would love to see uh, Doug Stanhope get involved. <laughs> Like like somebody try to cancel him, that would be fucking hilarious. I would I would tune in every second just to see what this man says, because <laughs> I already know he'll go in. I'm just saying. I I, I honestly think that like if you're going to try to cancel something, you should have to beat him in a fight. Are you going to try and cancel Gabriel Iglesias? No. Why? I like him. He's massive. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm Sorry, just that was, saying. That was a bad example. I, I, I <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you if you're going to try to cancel somebody, like a real person, you should have to beat them in a fight. You know what? I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Challenge I, a duel. <laughs> no, no, not a duel. Just a boxing match. Five rounds. No, it, it's a duel now. <laughs> it's a duel now. <laughs> I mean, you're getting canceled, so I mean, it's almost like death at this point. So. Yeah. But, I mean, oh my god, I'm getting canceled. You know, it's like a death sentence now. So, might would just turn it into a duel. What if, what if like life was kind of like professional wrestling? So, like, you know how like they used to have like loser leave towns match, and then like ah. the loser, and like the loser would leave and he has to go away, but then he puts on a mask and comes back, <laughs> and it's a, like a completely different person. So, like, what if that happened? So, like, what if, like, they took Pepe Le Pew and they were like, oh, sorry, Pepe Le Pew, you're canceled. And he's like, oh, no, I canceled. And he goes off and he puts on, like, a luchador mask and he comes back and goes, aha, I am one sticky. What? You know what? I would I would stand behind that. <laughs> so, like, that's how, that's how we get around cancel culture. We just... People just put on luchador masks and just come back and they're a completely new person. It seems legit. I, I would be totally in on that one. You know how many times I'm going to get canceled? <laughs> I'm going to have to basically have a supply of fucking masks. Uh, I, I, could see, I can see it happening to us down the road. That sounds like a bad WWE skit. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Well, I'm it's pretty like, sure I've seen that before. Oh yeah, they did it with Hulk Hogan, like when he had when he was the Patriot and he had yep. to wear he had to wear the no or was he Mister American or Mister USA? I can't remember because they had the Patriot with someone else. Mm. All I will say is, as long as you do not agree to a unmasking match, you're good. Oh, but see, that's how the, that's how the feud ends, and it's like, oh no, it's been Pepe Le Pew the whole time. We didn't know. We thought it was some Mexican skunk. But, but but my thing is, you would literally have to leave again. And then you put on another mask. And yeah. then you come back again. All right, calm down, Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think people are really, really messing out on how much fun and excitement we could have with cancel culture. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, like. like I will say on the uh, uh, on the absurd side of it, yes, there is some fun to be made. Yeah, 
Okay. Like, um, That's just me. Like, more like, so being made fun of at that point. <laughs> so like point? so like the uh the the female rabbit from Space Jams, how everybody is upset that like they took her boobs away. I I am pissed off about that. That's bullshit. But just think about it. Her boobs could come back in luchador masks. A mask for each boob? Yeah. Okay, you have my interest again. <laughs> It's a redemption arc. It's it's, it's brilliant. Oh, it so instead, instead of tassels, it's just mask. Yeah, it's just mask. You know what? Stand behind it. Okay. Which masks? Stand behind it. That's all I gotta say. I'm in. I I couldn't think of a better way to come back from that. I mean, I mean, think about it. how great would it be? Like, <laughs> I'm going. My family's going to disown me for saying this. They're not already. <laughs> They're close. So Donald Trump gets canceled. He puts on a luchador mask and he <laughs> attacks someone with a still chair. Like that would just blow people away. It'd be great. Bar like, like, there's Birdie with a steel chair. <laughs> if he did that, if he did that, he would automatically have my vote. <laughs> right off the bat. He would have Oh my god, it. it's a slobber knocker. <laughs> or like uh um who else have they tried to cancel? Like, just think about it. Like, how great would it be? You just, like, Harvey Weinstein coming back and hitting, like, coming back with a luchador mask. and like, ah, who's this mysterious movie producer making movies again? Oh, no, it's Harvey Weinstein. Uh, that might have been a bad example. I'm sorry. That might have been too far. I think I think he's making some different types of movies in jail. I think he is, too. I mean, he is someone that obviously needs to be in jail. But Was he jailed with Ron Jeremy by chance? Ooh. You know what? Ooh. You know what? Didn't think about that one. Ooh, ooh, that's that's a toughie. Ooh. That's a toughie. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. What? Hey, Ron, let's make a movie. <laughs> make a million dollars. But in all honesty, I probably if if Donald Trump really pulled that, he had the mask, he had a cape, he came running out with that steel chair. You know, I would literally be like, you know what? It's a shit show already. Just, just take my vote. But how great, how great would it be if like Bernie, Bernie Sanders, and Donald Trump like reenacted Hell in the Cell, and Bernie just threw Donald Trump off the top of the cell? <laughs> please, happen? please. <laughs> that was, dude, that's, I'm, I'm saying right now, if politics were like that, I would literally. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe that fixes everything. If we took professional wrestling and then printed it on our everyday normal lives maybe that would make the world so much better oh even politics come on politics man oh yeah that's what i'm saying like oh you want the stimulus bill to pass you gotta beat me in the ring joe biden joe biden's like i'll get you mitch mcconnell i'm gonna the cream rises to the top i'm the son (laughs) of a plumber and oh yeah yeah. I would literally wake up every day, go to work with a smile on my face just to get off work, run home like a child just to come on CNN. Like, how how great would it be? Like, right in the middle of Congress is a wrestling ring. Bro, (laughs) badass. That'd be badass. Bernie's on the top rope. He's about to drop a leg. Oh, my God. My God. Bernie with the chair. That man has a family. (laughs) <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Graham rode out of the way Nancy Pelosi threw a fireball Miss McConnell what are you doing what are you doing with that ladder Miss McConnell put the ladder down 
Happy as a family, by God. <laughs> by God. <laughs> no, uh, in a fact, though, it will, the ratings would go through the fucking Oh, world. it'd be great. It would be fucking amazing. Everybody uh, be wearing their favorite representative shirts. Oh, yeah. They're like, like, could you just imagine, like, here is Senator John Portman from Ohio. He enters the ring. Pyros go off as he enters the like the Senate house. And it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah, Johnny Cash playing in the background. <laughs> or something. Highlights, highlights of his uh, of, of, of his last few wrestling matches and shit. <laughs> Bro, I'll be all over it. I'll be oh, all over man. Like, fuck. That'd be fucking too beautiful for words. Uh, at this point, I think we might get canceled. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The, the, I say if we do, we just put on the mask. Yeah, we just put on luchador masks. We come back as other people. That's exactly how it works. That's how exactly how that works. That's that's how we got the new Looney Tunes from Mexico. Juan <laughs> Stinky. Juan <laughs> Fletcherance. Juan Fletcherance. I'm just saying, wrestling. Just just to let everybody know, yes, wrestling makes the world go round. It does. It does. It, it totally does. No matter your language, no matter where you come from, the you, moment you you're will. wearing an uh, Austin 316 shirt or a Brahma Bull shirt or you do uh, the famous D-Generation X hand signals, fuck it. somebody's going to know what the fuck you're talking about. That's the best part. I was going to say, I think like Hulk Hogan hawking up is a universal language. I think everybody understands that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Even wearing, and I mean, let's face it, he was the first dude to basically, uh, what, make uh, yellow and red? <laughs> he made that color choice, like, popular? Uh, I don't know, though. Like, uh, what about Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh had that color choice before. Yeah, Honestly, I say Hulk Hogan is more popular than Winnie the Pooh. What? No yeah. way. No I, way. I, I will, we can put this up on a poll. Hulk Hogan is way more popular than Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't want to believe that. I, Who wins in a fight? Winnie the Pooh, Ronald McDonald, or Hulk Hogan? I don't think anyone wins at that point. <laughs> Still going to go with Hulk Hogan here. I mean, once he starts getting I'm going there, Winnie the Pooh. He He's a bear. Him, you can't hurt him. He's not Yogi. He's a bear, though. He's still a bear. Good point. Good point. Good point. You know who loses? Ronald McDonald, because nobody likes clowns. Oh, dude, he's automatically eliminated. <laughs> like, Ronald they both they both team on him and hit him with chairs. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, God, it's Winnie the Pooh with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's got Hulk Hogan in the sharpshooter. I think he's going to tap. Oh, God, it's an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> It's a poo KO out of nowhere. Poo KO, my <laughs> God! All right, guys. Let's hit the right. again. Let's let's hit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I derailed the show. That's my fault. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, I love a good derailing sometimes. Ah, <laughs> uh, you love a good railing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm a giver, not a taker. <laughs> That's. Uh, Is that how that works? 
<laughs> I don't know how that works. Hey, I'm just clarifying here, okay? I'm being careful with my words. <laughs> we don't want to get canceled. That might just happen. I'm pretty sure we're gonna I'm pretty sure we're gonna offend somebody somewhere. Oh, I'm sure I probably have already. <laughs> and we will have the angry, angry emails coming our way in no time. No, we won't. We'll have two angry emails. It'll be from our moms. <laughs> they, you know, I've already gotten one of those. You got an angry email from your mom or my mom? <laughs> Wait, you got an angry email from your mom? We'll, we'll talk about that off air. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No problem. Because I think if my mom had a problem, she 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 thinks emails take too long, so she'll just call me. And <laughs> Marcus, I can't believe you talked about that. The fuck were you thinking? That's that's her famous line to me. And I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that too. And honestly, I don't even have an answer for it. it was, hey, look, you know it's me. You know it's me. Come on. There's there's no logic. Like, are you really surprised? Marcus's answer to everything. You know it's me. You it's know me. it's Come me. On. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Hey, it, at least I'm being honest. Okay? It's a spur of the moment, fun moment. It led to an out-of-the-control situation. As long as a car wasn't destroyed, a house wasn't burned down, and somebody didn't die. Uh, that's true. That that does sound like a uh, successful evening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, right, what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, consider the fact that we are going to basically probably be at work and we can't really celebrate it the way that we really want to. That's what you think. <laughs> you know, ah. If I could basically sneak alcohol in my job, I probably would. Okay? <laughs> I would love to do a don't, sundown. Don't do that. That's not responsible. I know. Because <laughs> I got to drive. And I don't do Ex that. Exactly. But... We today's episode we will be talking about a very near and dear holiday for all alcoholics. <laughs> and that is St. Patrick's Day. Of course, we are around the corner from it. It is a very fun holiday where you get to wear green and high five somebody and wear a kilt and of course drink large amounts of alcohol and possibly end up in a DUI or a horrible situation. And even better, slap the shit out of someone who pinches you for not wearing green. I don't understand that. Like, I don't either. I never also, got the concept neither. My next question of it is, is like, I have green tattooed on me. So therefore, I am wearing green. So yeah. I don't have to wear green. I already have green on me. That is a good point. I, I yeah, say that it does. Got to have somewhere green on your body. And he has it on his body. I have it on my body. As long as it's, you know, visible and appropriate. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but looking into the uh, history of St. Patty's, I was very intrigued. Were you? Because this holiday, I don't know how it coincides with, with alcohol. I mean, of course, this is basically... Uh, a, a holiday celebrating St. Patrick's. Uh, original name was Padreg. 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 Hope I'm pronouncing that right. I was looking into that. And of course, you know, my mom used to love celebrating holidays, especially St. Patty's Day. She even learned how to cook corned beef and habit, uh, corned beef and cabbage. 
And that's what we used to have. Problem with that is, is that how did alcohol get in the mix or alcohol poisoning get in the mix? <laughs> that was like, that was like one of those things where I was really questioning as a child, didn't really think about it in my uh, young adult to adult years. But now I'm just like, how did that come about? Like that was a, that's a really good question right there. Cause I mean, we're celebrating a, a saint, his life, his life journey uh, from basically being kidnapped by, uh, by raiders uh, from Britain to Ireland to be a slave uh, where he was a shepherd, you know, shepherd, uh, what's the term I'm looking for here? Uh, I have uh, no sure. clue. There we go. <laughs> and he actually had a dream that he would basically escape, find a captain of a ship who will agree to take him back to Britain to his family. And he did. There he basically took that as a sign to go into uh, priesthood because he, he was actually from a long line of priests. So he went, studied, became a priest and actually went back to Ireland because nobody there practiced um, the Catholic faith. So he went back and did uh, amazing work there. And little known fact. Uh, hold on, hold on. Did you just say he did amazing work there? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... He did amazing work by going back and basically driving out pagans. I wouldn't even say he drove out pagans. Like he didn't start a crusade or anything like that. He built a church, which he, he basically he, passed in, and more like he basically just opened the church and allowed people to come in, and he just uh, taught people the faith and gave them his story of him being <clears throat> him being kidnapped, brought over being a slave for X amount of years, you know, that sort of stuff. I mean, he really didn't do anything horrendous like all the other atrocities of the Catholic Church. Well, that's good. I don't know, though. I, I'm... I don't know. I, I, I don't understand St. Patrick's Day. I don't. And, oh my god, I'm, we're probably going... We are going to so offend the 1% of Irish listeners we have. Honestly, honestly, unlike unlike America, Ireland really doesn't celebrate like we do. It's like a well, yeah. I mean, I mean, most of the celebration that happens is from Irish immigrants that came here. But yeah. the the ideal of because I, I know like right now, like a lot of pagans are trying to take back this holiday from them because they kind of feel that it was they were kind of persecuted and everything else with the coming of the of the Catholic Church in that area. Mm -hmm. I know. It just feels weird. Well, my thing with that is you know, I do agree with the pagans. I really do. But during that time, during that time, I mean with any faith, you know, when somebody believes wholeheartedly in that faith and they actually do it right, not butchering and killing people because they're non-believers. If they do it right, it's like, <clears throat> why would you, you know, basically try to tear down this person? I mean, it's, it, it was it was what he believed. He was a good guy. You know, it ain't. It's not like he, you know, brought over like twelve British ships with hundreds of soldiers and said, "Hey, we're going to start a crusade." He just came back, built a church, 
and and taught. That's it. <clears throat> He's just a simple guy. Not like, hey, give him that. That's that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know. But the part I'm getting at is definitely the alcohol consumption because that gets a little wild. <laughs> well, see, that came around because a lot of people like to drink and they look for excuses to do so. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, uh, well, look look at people that drink when they get out of rehab because they're happy to be out of rehab. Well, I'm like this: you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, people drink, people drink, people drink, uh, birthdays, people drink, uh, absolutely, of July. <laughs> And people drink. That's a holiday around barbecuing and drinking and fireworks. Bigger. Yeah, that's true. I'm like this. We had all these all these holidays, and at least 60% of the time, maybe 70% of the time of these holidays, people are drinking. Okay? Then, of course, we get to St. Patrick's Day, and learning the history of it, you know, celebrating, you know, the life of a saint and all this other stuff, you... I started to question, like, okay, so how did drinking massive amounts of beer get involved? Like that was, you know, maybe I need to talk to a, 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 a you know, a, a, a historian about that, but it just, it just, it just really caught me off guard. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. That's oh, it's, I don't know. It, it, it kind of falls like to me, St. Patrick's Day kind of falls into like the whole thing at Christmas. It's just taking more pagan ideals and wrapping them into the nice happy blanket of Christianity and then representing it to a to a new crowd of people. Like I don't know. I mean I'm I'm not against people having a good time or partying or wanting to party, but um just I don't know. Like Okay. So I actually did a quick search about the tradition of drinking and in correlation to St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And uh, it first started to honor St. Patrick on the anniversary of his death. The Christian people held a great feast for which Lenten food and alcohol restrictions were temporarily removed, which is why drinking has become synonymous with the holiday. Because all restrictions on it were lifted during that day. Oh. And then it just kind of took on its tradition. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I can, okay, I can stand behind that. I can stand behind that. But did they say anything about wearing green? <laughs> was that I, like- I don't know where that came from. Uh, I was reading something about, that's funny. Uh, I actually have a little bit of information about that because the traditional sense of it was is that people would wear a blue color that was called, I think something like St. Patrick blue or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in America, the idea of wearing green came from the people that were, I think it was the Irish Republic or something, people that were rebelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about the uh, uh, NR, not, not NAR or something like that? It, it, was, it was before that. It was before that. We're like, we're talking yeah. like still like way back, way back in the day. So okay. when people would immigrate to America and like when it was St. Patrick's Day to kind of show that they were, you know, they supported the, the Irish rebellion, they wore green. To show support for it, and that's yes, kind of it was uh, the Irish Rebellion back in 1798. Yeah, yeah. The the British soldiers wore red when they were fighting against, and the Irish they wore green. Yeah. So and it just okay. kind of became synonymous as a uh, Irish tradition to wear green. Yeah. 
like the actual color was like it was a blue color i think it is called like saint patrick's blue or something like that mm. okay well here's one for you anybody got any good uh saint patty day saint patty day uh bar stories because i got a good one i have a good one take the floor <laughs> okay 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 so my buddy Josh, he calls a, a couple of days in advance. Me and him were talking. He was like, hey, it's been a while since we hung out. St. Patty's Day is coming up. Do you want to hang out? I said, fuck yeah. You know, I knew I was off. So I was like, yeah. So he was like, all right, we'll meet up here. He's like, I'll pick you up. We'll go to the, uh, I'll take you to this bar now. All right, no problem. So day comes. He picks me up. We head to the bar. And this is actually a place in the green, the pub. And this is where the waitresses all were. Very, very uh, accommodating kilts, if I may say. So we're drinking uh, Guinness, downing uh, Jameson. We're having a good time. I'm talking about it was good. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, let's get out of here. I'm going to take you to this hole-in-the-wall bar. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. You know, I'm, I'm a little buzzed, but I'm not fucked up. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm still good to go. We get there, <clears throat> and I'm running a tab. Now... We were there for about three hours, and I ran a tab of almost $200. Damn. And the crazy part was, where the bar was, he was down the street from his house, but the girl I was seeing at the time, she calls me, and she's like, is Josh going to be able to take you home? I said, hold on, let me see. He's playing pool, and I can already see that the alcohol is getting to him. I was like, yo, you going to be able to take me home? He said, no. I'm, I'm probably going to walk home because he's only a couple blocks away. So I'm like, nah, he's not going to be able to do it. She was like, I'm on my way to come get you. And as soon as she said that, it was like a dread came over me, like being pulled from preschool, hanging out with your friends, your parents come and get you. So I walked up to the bar, ordered two more Guinness <laughs> and closed out. And I literally sat there downing the Guinness and I got halfway to the, uh, through the second one until she walked through the door. And she made a beeline to me and was like, we got to go. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I cannot let this go unfinished. And I chugged the rest. Saluted everybody, walked out the door. Get home, pass out. Now, here's the best part of the story. She decided to be an asshole because I was asleep, uh, trying to sleep it off. She wakes me up at 6 a.m. in the fucking morning, throws open the blinds in my face, yelling good morning, and literally proceeded to drag me out the fucking house to go look at patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the most pissed off day of my life. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, all, in all honesty, it was hilarious. And then, of course, I seen my receipts from the bars, and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so I, uh, I got to have a very epic St. Patrick's Day. And I got to go see Dropkick Murphy, Dropkick Murphys, at Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Nice. And um, so we're out there. It's you know a group of my friends. We're all out there. And when I was younger, I used to get in mosh pits. Believe it or not. And um, so I'm standing there. I'm like, I'm not going to get in the mosh pit this time. I'm in Boston. I don't know this city. I'm not going to, you know, cause problems. So I'm standing there, and my favorite Dropkicks Murphy song comes on, Barroom Hero. And I'm like, fuck. All right. I'm going in the mosh pit. So I hand my friends my beer. 
I make a beeline for the mosh pit. We're in the mosh pit. I clear the mosh pit. I'm like, yeah, I cleared the mosh pit in Boston on St. Patrick's Day listening to Barroom Hero. So I slide off to the edge and I see something. It's about, it's, a, it's, it's below my shoulder and it's coming around the edge of the pit. And I'm like, oh, this fucker's going to try to push me. So I lowered my shoulder and I gave, I gave the person a forearm chuck. Oh. I see feet and I see the person go down. I'm like, ah, fuck you, buddy, but I'll help you up. So I reach down, I grab just I grab a chunk of flesh and I pull up. I turn and I look, and well, the person that came at me was a woman. And <laughs> and I forearm chucked her and she fell. And I went down to pick her up, and when I the chunk of flesh that I grabbed was a boob. <laughs> so, oh, God. so I'm standing there. Like I I I I literally, I'm not, like, I grabbed and I pulled. So I'm standing there holding this person by this boob. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And I let go of her, and she kind of drops down a little bit. And she's rubbing her boob, and she's like, nah, it's cool. You saved my life. <laughs> she just she wandered out into the crowd. So now there's, like, some woman in Boston that has one boob longer than the other. <laughs> and I pulled. Uh, I don't really have any crazy stories. I was at a house party with uh, my best friend Alan at one point and I don't know where I got the idea for it, but he had a gallon fishbowl and I just so happened to have a pack of Guinness with me. So I decided to fill up the entire fishbowl with Guinness, which was the entire eight pack that I had, and drank it out of a fishbowl the entire night. <laughs> So I've done that several times since. Uh, oh, that's oh, that's, that's like drinking a gallon of Guinness out of a fishbowl. You know what would be even more impressive is that the fish was still in it. No, no, God, God, no. Yes, <laughs> yes. That'd be a legendary status there. Oh, man, that it's same night. Tequila. You don't chase the worm with Guinness. <laughs> you chase the leprechaun. <laughs> but no, I think that's the best part about... Uh, you know, even though I, now I understand the reason behind uh, the drinking of St. Patty's Day. To me, that actually brings a lot of people together. I mean, really, I mean, really sit there and think about it. I mean, yeah, you could be whatever part of whatever culture or whatever. But the moment you moment St. Patty's Day roll around and stuff like that, you're on the streets. You, you don't care who the person is. You're in the bar. You hear a song that's probably one of your favorites and that's his favorites. You're singing, you're sharing a drink, you know, high-fiving. I mean, yeah, having a good time. To me, that's better than Christmas. Also, I found out another thing revolving around St. Patrick's Day we mentioned earlier. The uh, whole pinching while not wearing green thing. According to folklore, you get pinched on St. Patrick's Day for not wearing green because green makes you invisible to leprechauns. And leprechauns like to pinch people just oh. because they can so that's actually where that stemmed from, from a uh, old folklore. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. It yeah. does, it does kind of like put a new spin on the Leprechaun movies, though. If you think about bit. it, yeah, like, like why didn't they just put on green then? They wouldn't have been able to see. He he would have been like, holy shit, where did everybody go? Well, if Point. you have a murderous Leprechaun after you, I don't think your first instinct is to switch into something green. Well, if you know that Leprechauns can't see green, then. 
And wait a minute, how? And every time you see a picture of a leprechaun, they're wearing green. So, like, how does a leprechaun see to put on clothes then? I don't make the folklore, I just read it. I'm just saying, that seems odd. Yeah, that's. Oh, wow. That's okay. You know what? We, we are really. Are leprechauns They can't see themselves in their own reflection? No, but I'm just saying, like, you when you see a leprechaun, a leprechaun's wearing like a green suit, green hat. Exactly. They can't see themselves in a reflection. I no, think they would be vampires. able to see their, Yeah, vampires can't see vampires. their Yeah, that's vampires. But this is a leprechaun. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. they can see their reflection. Wait, in fact, he's seen his reflection. He looked in the mirror in a couple of the movies. But green makes you invisible to leprechauns. That makes no sense. That's, that's yeah. how, the, how does he see his clothes to put on his clothes? His clothes are green. They'd be invisible to him. He'd be walking around naked. You see little leprechaun junk flapping around when he runs. I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I mean, ah, you see, I found my father gold. Oh, we seen him. You can keep oh, it. A of gold. <laughs> you got a messed up. Let me give you a gold coin. Have you got a messed up? You see a leprechaun running naked, and he has bigger junk than you. He's like <laughs> sliding on the ground. He's like inches away from the ground, and he's like just flapping in the wind as he runs. And you just, <laughs> just like look oh, him. Oh, a majestic man. leprechaun penis flapping in the air. <laughs> that would be kind of fucked up, right there. I don't know how to feel about that. It just kind of flaps in the wind like Superman's cape. It's just <laughs> honestly, I would, I would literally. Oh no! Just like just like the whole Forrest Gump movie, I literally hated Forrest Gump because here's a dude that's like, let's face it, retarded, and he's doing amazing things with his life. So there was a little bit of resentment. So for me to see a leprechaun with a dong that basically is like dragging on the ground and creating a fucking, you know, dent in it, I don't know. I'd be like, dude, just <laughs> I don't care. Fuck you. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. Are, are, are you are you telling us you're resentful of Forrest Gump? Yes, <laughs> you're resentful you're of a Forrest Gump because he was successful. Yes, <laughs> like I know for a fact here. And, and dude, come on, you could have done anything. He is not the smartest man in the fucking world. But this man, hold on. He went to college and played football. He signed up for the Vietnam War, won medals, then started a fishing boat fucking company. Which was not successful. Then just decided to go running one day and literally started a fucking marathon run across the United States out of left field, gathering fucking followers to follow him and and even play fucking ping pong in the Olympics. Are you fucking shitting me? Like who the fuck would not be pissed off that this dude went out there and off of sheer fucking luck? Of just saying yes, he did some amazing things with his life. I think you're just mad that you didn't do it first. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> everything, everything Forrest Gump could have done, you could have done, Marcus. Except for you were like, ah, you know what? Uh, I'm not yeah. gonna do that today. He went, dude, he went left. I went right, and his life became so much better. No, no, he just went and did stuff. There was <laughs> nothing. There's, there, there is. Yes no, Marcus, he said yes, because he didn't know how to say no. And then, <laughs> well, he, he, well, there you go. There you go. I mean, that's maybe you that's should say. Crazy. Maybe you should say no less and yes more. Mm-hmm. 
Then you know what? I got a bad feeling in this day and age. I might somehow get into fucking uh, heroin trafficking. <laughs> have two pit bulls on chains and and fucking armed guards, and it's like all that is from saying yes. Just don't pull on Michael Vick. Yeah, just Dude, I'm just saying it'd be uh, it's kind of crazy saying yes and no to a lot of possibilities I, here. I, I'm I'm just saying like there is nothing stopping you from going to start like a jogging cult right now. A jogging cult? Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, that's basically what it was. Yeah, it was. It's like, I'll follow you anywhere. Dude just comes out of the lift. I'll follow you anywhere. Wait, what? Don't you have a wife and kids? Don't you have a job? You know. He you know what, though? I mean. He just gave it up and just started jogging. What's stopping you? Uh, Bills. <laughs> Don't you just want to start running one day? If that happens, if I ever have the urge to literally just start jogging one day, just get up and just start, I'm going to make sure to stop for at least two minutes and call you guys. I'm like, guys. I'm cross country. I'll see you guys later. And they just hang up. Don't even explain anything. Y'all just see me on the news. Like, what are you jogging for? World I peace? think at that, I think at that point, me and Derek just pack up in the car and be like, we gotta go see this shit. Right. And then we'll just be taunting you. We'll be driving like five miles per hour in front of you <laughs> holding a beer. Come on, Marcus. Come on. You can come and get it. Yeah, you do look tired. <laughs> Actually, the only difference, the only difference is when the newscasters show up. And they ask me, why am I running? Is it for world peace? Is it for, for you know, cancer research or whatever the case may be? I'm going to be an asshole and be like, I'm running for the victims of Tiananmen Square. <laughs> I'm going to bring that back up. Because why? Just because. Yeah. Piss why? off China. <laughs> Just to piss them off. Just so I don't uh, be allowed in their country. I don't think you'd be allowed there anyway. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would care. <laughs> I, I think they would because I'm. I'm reopening old wounds here. Okay. Like, Tiananmen Square, care. everybody, don't forget it. And then just jog off, and they're like, "Oh fuck, this Marcus. We got to put a stop to him. He's reminding people of Tiananmen Square." The Chinese government just looks at you and goes, "Eh, I don't care." <laughs> 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 Just, I'm just saying, dude. I mean, uh, no, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, just, just really in this day and age, right now, just right now, whenever you get a sh- chance this week, watch Forrest Gump. Just watch it. Just watch Forrest Gump. I, I do, and I love the movie too. I love it too. But dude, you will feel just a hint of emminess. I, I don't. I don't. Just a hint. I don't. I don't. Yes. Yes. Yeah, stop. Please. What's, you what's there? Have a couple of beers first, and then watch it, and then you will feel that hint of emminess, like. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel that because I. I don't know. It's right, just the I, out there. How did we get from St. Patrick's Day to Forrest Gump? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, we were talking about leprechaun penises and yeah, we have somehow we were talking about leprechaun Forrest, Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, but well, I mean, I, it's a very valid point right there. What leprechaun penises or Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump. Well, at least we're not talking about Brad Pitt, but. Okay, that is that that is that is <laughs> we don't talk about him. Okay, but I, I I don't understand how you could be angry at Forrest Gump. Like he did everything that he knew that he was supposed to do, and he just did it. Okay, maybe see, that should, maybe that should tell you something, Marcus. Maybe that should tell you something. Well, if that was the case, dude, then I probably would be doing porn in Brazil right now. Well, then what's stopping you? 
Got him. You know what? I'll talk to you guys later. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull up the laptop. All right, guys. Talk to you later. I, I mean, really, what? What's if 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 Force Gump was like, you know what? I'm not going to do a shrimp boat. The movie ends. As soon well, yeah. as he gets out of Vietnam, the movie just ends. Well, see, that, dude, that's, that, I saw that as well. I thought of that as well. I was like, if he would have said no, if he didn't say, oh, okay, roll credits, you know, all the other good jazz, the movie would have been over with. But it was because somebody just asked him, like, hey, do you want to come play football in college? Well, okay. Uh, do you okay. want to hey, start up for the Vietnam War? Okay. Get on the stage and give a speech. Okay. You know, I mean, he just said okay to damn near everything. Yeah, and that's and, a life lesson. You should say yes more in your life. And if I did that, dude, I'm pretty sure I would be signing contracts and probably have some dude's tattoo name tattooed on my ass. So I got to be careful oh. saying yes. Do, do, do you get paid for it? I hope so. Well, if you get paid for it, then what's the problem? I'm just saying. You never know. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, just like, I mean, but it, it, I, I literally like the core side being drunk with Forrest Gump because literally he wasn't even drunk, but he kept saying yes. Versus if you're drunk, you basically just say, fuck it. You know, it's almost like saying yes, you know, every rep when you think about it. So Forrest Gump, in essence, was drunk every time he said yes. So he must have. So I'm just saying, in his mind, he must have pounded back, you know, a 12 pack of PBR when somebody was just like, "Hey, Forrest, uh, sign up for the army. You'll go places." And I was like, "Okay," and he went. You know, I'm just saying. I, I still just think you're jealous of Forrest Gump. Yeah, I, 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 I think am. that's I think that's all it is. You're just jealous of Forrest Gump because okay, he so actually. How we got here to talk about Forrest Gump? I, I don't know either. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the train derailment of the show. Pretty much, <laughs> I, I do. I'm being honest. I literally sat back on a good day, had a couple of beers while watching Forrest Gump. Now, mind you, I do love the movie, love Tom Hanks. Okay, <laughs> I'm drinking. Wilson, and I'm watching this movie, which is about two hours long. And as I'm watching this movie and the, and the events are going through his life, as soon as they get to the jogging part, that's where I started to feel that hint of emptiness. It was like, wait a minute. So this motherfucker goes through his entire life. He meets Elvis. He meets uh, uh, the, uh, the president. He fucking uh, war hero. He, he fucking operates a fucking boat company. He saved his lieutenant twice. Not just in a war, but also in his life. Okay? Oh, and then out of left field, I'm just like, yeah, I can somewhat, I can somewhat hate this guy. I can really somewhat hate this guy. You're the only person I know that is angry at Forrest Gump. What? He's too nice. <laughs> you never seen him really, truly pissed off. Like, when are we going to see Forrest wake up and have a bad day? That's number one. Two, his life accomplishments were like, you can't even compare to shit. If he was your friend and y'all sitting around talking about shit, like y'all, like, I mean, like y'all just sit, standing around a bonfire, having a beer. Y'all say, hey, I hit, you know, uh, such and such, you know, numbers at the gym. Or, hey, my son, he hit two home runs in a game. And he, oh, well, I started a fishing boat company that makes multi million dollars a year. How the hell are you going to feel about that? How the, like, 
pussy. How are you gonna feel about that? I was not even think of it first. <laughs> Dude, I would walk away. So so hold on, Marcus. So are you saying that you want a day where Forrest Gump, like in the movie Falling Down, like he walks into McDonald's trying to get a breakfast sandwich at 1031, and the person's like, No, we stopped serving breakfast at 1031, and you know, Forrest Gump's all like well, mom always said that if you can't get your breakfast sandwich, put a cap in their ass. And he pulls out a gun and he just starts shooting up McDonald's. That's it a is. whole different. That, that is a stretch. <laughs> That's a stretch. I would just prefer, just follow me, the sequel where it's like Forrest has a bad day. Like he wakes up, he stubs his toe on the fucking end table. Uh, he found out that his son is on drugs. He doesn't know how to cope with that. Uh, <laughs> his company is failing because they're they're picking all the wrong locations again and shit. You know, his his medals are called into question. Like, did he really serve in Vietnam? Did he really save these people? You know, stuff like that. I mean, really get realistic on it. Hey, Marcus. Okay? And I will literally be like, okay, you know what? I like this guy. <laughs> Marcus, I hate to break it to you. Forrest Gump's not real. Well, you know what? It's just the it's just the fact that they created this perfect specimen with half the brain cells that I have. That's not and real. He, he, dude, and I don't know. Throughout the day, I mean, dude, come on. He met John fucking Lennon. He's not a real person. It does not make a difference. It just pisses me off that these writers create these fucking. Out of these world characters that are like their life is fucking amazing, just from just especially his from just saying yes, and and it makes me feel some type of way that these writers are so naive not to basically you know what let's give him a let's give him a fucking real realistic trait let's make him an alcoholic. But you're yeah. totally okay with Captain America, like that's totally fine with you. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, that's honestly. not out of the world at all. No, just a guy that starts that that you know. Played football, went to college, went into the army, and all that. That's, oh my god, like that's totally mind blowing. But Captain America, no, that shit's normal, dude. That shit happens all the time. See, one, one, I know that Captain America is basically a fictional character. That's one. Two, and so the is Forrest Gump. Hold on, hold on. But at the same time, in Cap's defense, he 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 has made decisions where. You look at him and be like, okay, bro, that was kind of fucked up. It's not me for wrong. There has been decisions where you uh, anyways. He, he, he anyways so so leprechauns, you wear green because uh <laughs> leprechauns can't uh see you. Is that right, Derek? That that's what I'm reading, yes. Wow. So is nothing it to just do with Tom Hanks whatsoever? <laughs> nothing to do with Tom Hanks or Forrest Gump. Nothing. Hey, I'm wearing green. Jenna, hey. <laughs> the leprechauns can't see me. I'm wearing green. Which I will say, Tom Hanks did deserve that uh, <laughs> that Emmy. He did. He did. I will say that. I will say that for for clarity, for clarity uh, purposes. He did deserve it. So, yeah. But um, moving uh, forward, I don't even know where to go from here now. I don't know I, either. You know, honestly, it's kind of it's kind of hard because y'all really got me in this mode now. I might just turn on Forrest Gump later and count back a couple of just get that feeling back. I can just see it now. Marcellus walks in. Marcellus is like, "Oh no, he's watching Forrest Gump again." 
hide the booze and the guns because when he gets mad, he starts shooting out the windows. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, everybody got something that that, that sets him uh, off. It's and it's not even like a full blown roid rage moment. It's just I look at his life and be like, you know, thank God he's a fucking fictional character because if he was real, I would probably blow his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> This might be up there with one of our worst episodes yet. <laughs> I don't know. We've laughed a lot. <laughs> because none of it has anything to do with today. I know. You know what? No, we can basically recover from this because I did just basically make a nice analogy to to Forrest Gump and alcohol. I really did. With his with his decision making. Because well, I mean, come on, we've all made decisions drunk together for me. On a Forrest Gump level. But he was never drunk. Was he? <laughs> Ask yourself that. Was he? I mean, uh, come on. The way he just said okay or yes without even a thought. Like, most people would literally take a moment and think about that that that, that choice that they have to make. He didn't even give it a choice. He just, okay, you know, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Yeah, but he like a lot, of, but a lot of people make those choices. I mean, that's But, on not, a, but I mean, I'm like, but that's on a drunken new. night... You pound it back, you know, how many pitchers of fucking beer, and next thing you know, everybody's like, hey, man, we finna go to the Waffle House coming with. Fuck yeah. You don't even think about it. It's yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, Let's go. but it's just, Let's go. you go to the Waffle House when you're drunk. That, I mean, there's no... That's the only acceptable time to go to a Waffle House. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Or you're hungover. Or, or, or the questionable hookup. Well, the questionable one night stand. I, no, I, you don't take him to Waffle House. You take him home. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I was about to say. It's that questionable. Hey, you want to go back to my place? You're already plastered. So fuck it, let's go. And you don't take him to Waffle House and then awesome awesome take story him <laughs> You're doing things out of order here. I'm just saying, you you gotta weigh the options. I mean, poor Scump was not drunk at all. There was, was no alcohol. Was he? Dude, people make those kind of decisions all the time. But like, no, he was from the South. <laughs> what are you trying to say about people in the South? I mean, come on. They, some of them are big alcoholics down there. Of course, there's moonshine. And I'm just saying, who's saying that Forrest wasn't dipping in it? Because he wasn't. It was Forrest. How do you know? Did you ever see him drink? He probably was just, hey, you know, they only wanted to give us the good portions of him. What about the bad portion? Maybe he was sitting, maybe he'd wake up. You know, have a flask are you, whiskey or something. Are, are you trying to imply that there is maybe a possibility that Forrest Gump could have had kitty porn somewhere? Now that's no. That we said you I, said I you said he was leading towards Forrest Gump smokes heroin. <laughs> I could just see Jenny tighten the belt around my arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kissing Jesus. <laughs> I. I, I I'm I'm sorry. I just I I can't not not with Forrest Gump. He's he's like I don't know. Like people make those decisions all the time without alcohol. I'm, I, of course, and I'm I like make dumb decisions every day without alcohol. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> you know, I can definitely attest to that. But alcohol yeah. makes it more enjoyable, though. It's just I mean, let's just face it. Between the three of us, Forrest Gump was way smarter than all three of us. You know, I can't even argue. Probably right. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm okay with that. And you know what? I can live with that. 
No, you can't. You get angry about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I said I can live with that, but I still get my two percent of emminess. Understood. I still can't believe you're this upset about a fictional character. <laughs> what was presented in front of me, and I can't even fathom what happens in my mind thinking about that. But it's just something that just fucking happens. Thank hey, you Marcus, much. would it make you feel better if, like, Forrest Gump put on a luchador mask and then went and did something bad? Yes. Yes, it would make me feel a hell of a lot better about myself. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe me being 2% envious of Forrest Gump has a lot to do with my self-esteem. Now we're getting to the root of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envious, like, oh no, he did this with his life, and I'm sitting here eating a bag of Doritos, <laughs> watching him do it. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's one person that y'all look at that has an amazing life, be it fiction or nonfiction, and y'all just like, eh, fuck that guy. Just a simple, oh, fuck that guy. I look at more nonfiction and people who are actually real. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. <sighs> I'm, I'm just saying, but there is that little two percent envious. It doesn't matter. If, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's fiction or nonfiction. There's always that one person where you look at him and be like, eh, "Fuck that guy." Of course, you're not gonna be jealous of like Tony Stark's and shit like that. It's like, okay, whatever. He's a born genius. I do that whatever. You know, you like him, but it's like there's that one character that just you look at, no matter how much you sympathize with them in their situation, you just get that 2% envious. Like, okay, he's doing something I'm not. Okay, fuck him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe that's just me. How do you feel about Elon Musk? Elon Musk, it's, uh, honestly, I like him. He's a mad scientist. He is literally going to basically lose his shit one day and become the world's first evil fucking bad guy villain for the world. Like, the, the shit that he's doing with his life, building flamethrowers and all this other shit, I'm enjoying this. It's only a matter of time before he's, like, in one of those really cool fucking, you know, movable chairs and he's like, the world has 24 hours to give me 27 gazillion dollars or this drill will drill into the core of the earth, destroying it. And he's like, okay, well, you're on this bitch too. No! I'm on Mars. The darker evil. Apparently, yes, yes, yes. He did. I can do. I do. I literally can see him being the next Doctor Evil, but he's smarter, more successful. I, you know what, Derek? You know, what I think like the whole like cause of all this was. I, I think it was the excitement over Leprechaun penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just think like the ideal of. <clears throat> Trippy the tripod leprechaun just having a bigger dick than Marcus giving him a meltdown. Yeah, just gave him a meltdown. And somehow he links that to Forrest Gump. I'm I apologize to all 15 of our listeners about no, I no, about no, 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 this. no not apologize. I'm pretty sure they're, they're gonna be in the comment section and they're gonna basically be on my side on this one. No, no one's on my side. No one's on your side. Like no one's gonna build a fucking army of guys that are basically feeling just the way I am 
about Forrest Gump. And then we're going to get together on St. Patty's Day and drink about the shit. You're going to start a hate group about Forrest Gump. Can we call it Gianon? <laughs> oh wait, we got we got to get on Reddit. The new G G's going to post a post a new a new clue for us. Stupid <laughs> is as a stupid does. Forrest Gump is stupid. What I'm do you think saying, he's implying there? Hey, I'm just saying it would be an amazing moment in history. <laughs> just okay. a bunch of guys like uh, and, and on top of that, it helps me because it gives me purpose. It actually gives me something to look forward to. Rather so, than basically getting drunk. Your purpose in life is to hate on Forrest Gump, is what you're saying. Uh I would say he's one of many. <laughs> so so what else what else what else are we gonna hate on, Marcus? If look, you know, if I go down this rabbit hole, you're not gonna like me. Okay, well, so we'll right? just leave that alone. Because well, I, I I literally have a list. Okay. I mean, is there other Tom Hanks characters that you get mad at? Like No, the- no, no, no. Forrest Gump is just on the list. It's just Forrest Gump. That's now, how do you feel about Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he was the best companion any man could ask for. Second was to dog. Was he, though? Yes. Saved that man's life. Y'all don't understand. How do you feel about Sling Blade? <laughs> Realistic. No goals, going nowhere with his life. He was awesome. So, so you did. So that's what it is. That's what it is. You have Forrest Gump was an overachiever, and you can never identify as Forrest Gump, but you can identify as Sling Blade. Yes. <laughs> uh, really? Uh, I'm just yeah. imagining a Sling Blade version of Marcus right now. And it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like chicken wings. Chicken wings are good. Well, one lobotomy later, we'll find out that won't we? <laughs> Just saying. I mean, don't get me started on elves. I mean, like you could like I don't know. I I got nothing else. That's it. I'm just saying. I, I, look, I'm, look. Uh, What's in my fucked up mind, of course, is my treasures, okay? (laughs) That's the best way to put it. Okay, yeah, we have derailed completely. Understood. There is no... derailed a while ago. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at least we got to the root of a very awesome problem. What was the problem? Poor scump? Actually, I was about to say leprechaun penises and why why they weren't green, you know? So you're jealous of leprechaun penises and you hate Forrest Gump because it's successful. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, now why, why, why do you hate leprechaun penises? Because they're green? Well, on the scale of this, uh, of saying this, it's more on the fact that if they had a third leg down there, it's kind of fucked up. Okay? It really is. I'm just saying. You would really have to basically question that shit. Like, really? But I mean... Everybody loves midgets. <clears throat> Not everyone. I, really? There, there's a distinct phobia of midgets. Well, those people are weird. They need to basically be put away. And people think you're weird for hating on Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there's some people out there that would agree with me. All two of them. Million. 
Marcus, no. when you draw when you draw little faces on your hands and you make like the mouth that talks, <laughs> those don't count as people that agree with you. I, I'm just I'm just telling you. Like Yes, they do, because Jim, Jim is an awesome guy. It couldn't at least be a girl. <laughs> That's the left hand's Lisa and the right hand's Roger. That's where a lot of people are going to think we're going on right now. <laughs> I don't know. I do like, know. It's like I do know. it's it's like it's like we're driving down the road. It, it's it, it clearly what has happened is the Blair Witch. Somebody has thrown the map in the water, and now we're lost in the woods, being chased by the Blair Witch. But instead of the Blair Witch, it's Forrest Gump. So before we get canceled for this stupidity. <laughs> uh, back to St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what else to say at this point. I don't know either. Like, uh, um, so Actually, you know what? Hey, you know what? I love, I love, I love our episodes that goes off the rails. <laughs> I love them. So, uh, like, the, the, the rare occasion that we go off the rails, it always leads to something fun. Come on, we yeah, got no, it. No, it it's fun. It, it's been a while since we've gone off the rails. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you know. I mean, hey, at least y'all got to pierce a little bit into my mind. And, and we're terrified about it because you have some unnatural rage towards Forrest Gump. Oh, oh no, 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 no. He's like the, the small percentage. I mean, we're talking about like, I do not like elves, like fantasy elves. I am racist towards them. Yes, I am. Elf lives matter. <laughs> elves lives matter. Uh, Japanese people scare me. <laughs> I believe that. Have you seen them play fighting games? Yes. They literally break the fucking mechanics. How? How? Because they probably wrote the fucking thing. They scare me. Okay? Just saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. But I'm like, dude, no. To me, they're soulless. Uh, they don't sleep. End this before we get too crazy here. Yeah, yeah. We need to uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to our uh, train wreck. Um, Complete train wreck. If this is our last episode, thank you for <laughs> for uh, in, in letting us indulge in our insanities of thinking that we could do a podcast. <laughs> but at the same time... <laughs> Or our slow descent into madness. <laughs> there we go. I was about to say, they were slowly watching us go down that rabbit hole, and they're probably enjoying this. They, they... No, they're probably wondering what the fuck is wrong with us. <laughs> and you know what? That just calls for them to basically pierce more into the veil. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh... I mean, I would. If I if I caught wind of this podcast, like, hey, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I like these guys and just walk right in. And, and it's work. And to our listeners in uh, Ireland, um, we we are we we apologize. Like we please feel free to correct us so we actually know what we're talking about. Yeah, like uh, get a hold of us. Um, you can send us an email at noble savages, uh, noble savages at gmail.com and tell us what we got right and what we got wrong about St. Patrick's Day. Or on Facebook at the Order of Noble Savages. Yeah, Noble Order of Savages. The Noble and Order. Throwing off on me. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah, Derek turned to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, the Noble Order of Savages How. 
and the Noble Order of Savages, JM. And we would love to hear from you guys about this lovely train wreck. <laughs> be uh, <laughs> please be gentle with us. Oh, I, dude, uh, I am gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a couple of uh, messages, probably a phone call or two. I'm waiting on it. It's gonna be lovely. Uh, also, uh, quick shout outs to uh, Jason Golt and his podcast for Psychopaths. Yes. Uh, I was on it Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, check out uh, Crip in the Cradle. That's another fun podcast you guys should all check out. If you like music, check out Epitome of Stupidity. Uh, it's a great music co- uh, podcast done by uh, my friend Clint Stockholm. And as always, check out Mississippi Bones, Spotify, Bandcamp, and wherever else you can find great music and future crimes. It's also on Bandcamp. All righty. Got any, got any, Derek? Because I have none for this week. <laughs> this week. <laughs> Why we might lose friends. <laughs> you know, I think I think somebody might actually sign me up for sensitivity training. <laughs> Never. I think somebody will. Somebody anonymously is going to set me up for sensitivity training. I, I don't believe it. And, and, believe and if it. they do, I got to record the whole thing. Anyway, I think that's the perfect time to wrap up. Yep. (laughs) Good night, everyone. So with that being said, thank you guys for joining us. You guys have a good night. Oh. Oh, my God.